Yeah, so investing is always going to be risky, though. And at some point, you got to like find at least a balance of taking on a little risk, I think. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the B is for Business podcast. How are you guys doing today? Uh, doing pretty good. I had a good week. Um, but I want to see how you're doing because you always ask how we're doing and we never ask how you're doing. That's true. Because we true. don't care. <laughs> That's true. Or, or maybe I, because he's the host. Either way. I You guys do reciprocate the question yeah. after I ask you. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll go. I, I'm doing good. Like, uh, finished one of our rental properties last week. So got people moved in there. That's nice. Kind of a, the burden's been lifted a little bit because it got a little stressful by the end trying to get it wrapped up in time. Um, but yeah, other than that, pretty good. Um, Gonna just move on to the next one now. Nice. Was it a June 1st uh, move in? It was, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. June 1st. Um, so yeah, everything's going pretty well. How about you? You said it was good week for you. Yeah. Investing wise, I mean, no, investing wise, <laughs> may, maybe not that. Um, you know, I actually didn't check my portfolio too many times. <laughs> and when I did, it's it, prob- it was it wasn't pretty. Yeah, probably a good thing this week because yeah, it was very red a couple of days. It was. Um, how about you, Tom? Uh, pretty much same situation you're in there. Um, I didn't start out this episode with the normal joke I've been doing every week. But I was going to say the joke is just our, our stock portfolios because they yeah. are, are down bad the last... As a, yeah, as a group, our crypto portfolios too, you could say, are a joke right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a lot going on. My Luna is not doing well. <laughs> no, just kidding. Wait, didn't, Tom, did didn't you know just that. invest your life savings in Luna? I did. Yeah. I just bought the dip. Ah, <laughs> stop, man. Just yeah. kidding. Um, uh, but on, on the rail, though, we got to give Tom credit because he sold all his stocks almost at the top I did, of the market. Yeah. I did, but I wouldn't ever Explain. recommend that. That was just a, I happened to need that money from the stock portfolio to finish the rehab on our real estate investment. So it just worked out perfectly that I had to pull it out basically at the top. I mean, not at the top. It was like early February, I think. So, I mean, pretty close to the top. And I mean, it's down now. Still haven't put the money back in the portfolio. So... We'll see. Eventually, I'll I'll put some more back in there. But I mean, I still invest like dollar cost averaging into like a four hundred one k. So I'm still exposed to stocks. Just pulled out my individual stock buying portfolio. When do you think you're gonna go back in the market? And- um, I'm not gonna like try and time it. If I do choose to go back, rather than just continue to put money into my four hundred one k, I will just kind of go once i start getting more rental income from this last property definitely let us know tom time the market lebrec <laughs> yeah 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 uh-huh. so how about you tyler for my, my stock portfolio yeah stock portfolio. yeah i mean what are you, are you like, like continuing I said, to put money in there i haven't changed a thing i haven't sold anything i continue to put money in there every single day or single week um automatically i have it you know set up like that so i'm not gonna worry about it um, you know, I still check here and there, but I try not to. <laughs> I notice I actually check more on green days than red days. I'm like, I don't even want to know how much is down today. So I, I just don't check. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. tough. But I, my, yeah, my long-term charge hasn't changed. I'm continuing to buy. Um, you know, who knows? It could keep dropping another 25%, maybe more. Um, or this could be the bottom, which I personally don't think. So I think it's going to keep dropping. But that doesn't change was that yeah that's the are you, are you buying any individual stocks right now or just index funds um a lot of index funds i i have um had a couple dividend stocks on the radar um that i i want to buy um costco this is a big one um but i think it's a little bit overpriced right now 
And I think you know, back- are dividend stocks good for times like a recession? If we were, if we are potentially heading towards a recession, well, it depends what it is. Like Apple is technically a div- as a dividend, yeah, um, but a different one than say Costco, Exxon Mobil. Um, so it really depends on the sector. Yeah. So I think it's kind of important for all of us to note that like, as long as you just have a long-term outlook, then it, it kind of doesn't matter. Like right. buy on red days, buy on green days, doesn't matter. Yep. Do you, uh, you said you're just kind of like dollar cost averaging in still, do you dollar cost average into individual stocks or do you just dollar cost average into, uh, ETFs? Uh, index funds and ETFs, mostly index funds, just cause it's automated. I don't have to touch it. Okay. So and you, I, I, I do like that. Okay. So you like you own individual shares, but you don't dollar cost average into like Tesla or something. Right. Yeah. I bought yeah. Tesla years ago, so I, yeah. I, I haven't touched that since. Yeah. I think that's kind of my strategy too, is like I dollar cost average into the index funds, but I just buy the individual stocks, a smaller portion of those than index funds mm-hmm. and only at times when I feel like it's a good buy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when it's a good company. Right? Yeah, you don't want to buy yeah, shit good company. companies. I'm a, I'm a big fan of I forget who said the quote like buy companies that you like actually love their product mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like don't right? buy Nikes, buy Nike, the stock. Yeah, I'm also an Adidas guy, so I'm not touching Nike. Do you guys like movies? <laughs> That's random, but yeah. I thought you were gonna say so, something. So, so buy I'll Blockbuster. Say... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Blockbuster. Yeah. All right, yeah. I, I hey, they guess... they still have one active store. I believe it's in Seattle. Yeah, I I have yeah, seen yeah. that. Yeah, is there oh. still a Toys R Us too? I know that's uh, completely. I think they probably. Are, I think I saw something that they're making kind of a resurgence, like trying to come back. Yeah, I don't know if they'll make it, but what are some other companies that kind of in our generation got destroyed? Besides, you know, Blockbuster, Toys R Us, uh, Sears. That's not okay. That's another one. Um, no, Sears is around, right? Se- no, no. Re- no, dude. What? <laughs> oh no, I get okay. No, no, you're right. You're right. I get that mixed up with Costco for some reason. Yeah, that's completely different. Enron. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like real businesses uh, that just didn't make it. Oh, uh, that that. That's what's a good the one. Nicola? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's probably a ton that I just can't think of right now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the fact that one third of Americans. There's an article that came out this week, and it was over. It was all over everything. I was seeing it everywhere. One third of Americans making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year live paycheck to paycheck. How ridiculous is that? that? That's just absurd to me. Uh, that's clickbaity. I don't I, even want to read that because. Do you guys think it's true? I mean, it's relative. Like, yeah, they're living paycheck to paycheck after they pay their ten thousand dollar mortgage and their eight hundred dollar car payment or whatever they have, and then after they. I don't know, pay for their, their wife's their car payment. And then they pay for their thousand dollar month boat payment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Then they went paycheck to paycheck after they paid for all these things. So it's, yeah. it's very relative. Yeah. I also, it, I think it makes a big difference. I did. It didn't say in the article that I read if it was before or after taxes, because on $250,000, you're probably only taking home like a hundred and eighty, hundred and ninety thousand dollars yeah oh that's a big difference home. well it, it's a big difference though i think I, it I mean, is also, but you i would i would say if you were like it i mean everyone's different i mean maybe you do want that new flashy car payment and the big fancy house but like for me if you gave me one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year right now there's be there'd be no way i'd be living paycheck to paycheck I'd, I'd say almost anywhere in the country probably you could live you could live in any city in the country on one hundred fifty thousand, right, and not live paycheck to paycheck. 
Maybe not San um, Fran or LA. So yeah, that's what or New York City. You, that's don't, what th- I, you don't think like a one bedroom? No, I'm no. I mean, you, like you, apartment you, you or something. Easily you, could do it, but the average person maybe will struggle. I don't with know. It. So and what, also, you, you say that that you easily live with that amount of money, and people say that all the time too. But then life happens, lifestyle creep. Yeah, and like oh, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy this, I'm upgrade, I'm upgrade. Yeah, so. but all it takes is a few, like a year or two of just kind of getting ahead with the investing. To the point where now you can go live that flashy life. So I don't know. I think it just displays a little bit how financially illiterate, I guess, you can be. Yeah. Um, and that's why we hope to uh, teach people financial literacy with this podcast. Because that, that stuff always makes me like, oh, damn, I would kill to make that much money in a year. And if I did, I think I could retire in like two years probably. But I guess that's just not the case and not most people's mindset. Yeah. So I think there's kind of in like my eyes – two ways to look at this so one way is like what you were just saying where people are making bad financial decisions spending way too much on a car spending way too much on a house and then their $250,000 is just paying their bills and they can't do anything else but I also I'm kind of like a pessimist and I feel you guys probably know this about me where like I see an article like this and I try to figure out like why that is and like is the article actually true kind of thing And my thought when I first read it was people making $250,000 likely live or are more likely to live in these cities like LA or Seattle or or San Francisco, sorry, and New York where $250,000 probably doesn't stretch that far. So like if, for example, if you have a spouse, a husband or a wife and like three kids and you're the only one in that family working, making $250,000 and you're living in one of those cities, I understand why you're living paycheck to paycheck because your house, like the bottom tier house in those cities is going to be over a million dollars. So your payment on that's going to be like $6,000, $7,000 a month, right? Oh, like that, more than that, and, I think. Yeah, so over a year, that's like 100000 of your dollars. They're just gone right there, just from the house. So I, I think the... It is an issue. Like, I'm sure the article probably wasn't intended that way. But I always think of it as, like, the majority of people making $250,000 probably don't live in, I don't know, Cincinnati. You know? So... When I see articles like this, I first think, okay, how many people did they survey? Where do they serve these people? Right, yeah. It never tells you. Is it families? Is it it single people? Like, what is it? It never tells you. Yeah, Yeah, I, I make the mistake sometimes of seeing that and thinking, oh... It's just like me, like a single guy, give me $250,000 a year. I'll, I'll survive. I'll, I'll live like a king basically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, you, if you factor in like, yeah, if someone has a family and they yeah. live in that expensive city and like stuff like that, childcare can be super expensive. All right. those things factored in, um, it would definitely be tough, but I still think like you could maybe find a way to get out of living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I think at that price, like, like move, if you're living, move yeah, make exactly. it a half hour drive to work instead of living next door to yeah. like the city, something like that. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I just, these articles, like I had the same thing with the Wells Fargo thing we talked about a few weeks ago. Like I, I just am like such a pessimist in believing that these articles are true sometimes and that they're intended to say, like they, they give off a vibe where they're trying to make everyone think one thing that's not actually true. Because if you look at it, they surveyed like 10 people who make $250,000 and live in downtown Los Angeles. Like it's possible. Like 
it's really unlikely that they did that, but it could happen. Um, and they just, you never know like the full story. Right. But I do agree that it's probably more the, like the thing Tom was talking about. It's a frugality issue. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. Not frugal enough. And I, I know just in general, most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. It, it's over 50% that actually are. Yeah. And it's gotten worse because of inflation lately. Like, I it took me, it cost me $78 to fill up my small Camry. Wait, I, I thought your Camry ran a Metzl oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, inflation's going to make it tougher. People are going to yeah. be having a harder time. And living paycheck right. to paycheck more. So, um, especially I, people who don't budget and maybe not realize, oh, wait, where's all my money going? Like, oh, that's because, you know, inflation is what close to eight, nine percent just in general. Obviously, things are getting hit harder, like, um, you know, gas and, and wheat, for example, um, housing, um, and other things aren't getting hit as hard, but it's around that eight, nine percent just in general. So, yeah. And I think that's why it's so important for people to invest. Like, even if you can only invest five dollars a week. Like that's going to help you. Like obviously the stock market is going down, so it's not going to help right now, but over the long run, it's much more likely that the stock market's going to outpace that inflation and get you out of the paycheck to paycheck cycle. Right. And I think before people invest, you want to make sure you have your bad debt paid off, like high credit card interest, student loans, stuff like that. And then you want to make sure you have, you know, a couple months at least saved up for emergencies. And then you want to start investing. So it's nice to kind of take those uh, little steps and make sure you're, you know, in a good spot to start investing. That way, I think some people get caught up. Oh, I'm gonna start investing, and they're like, wait, I need that money, and they panic sell. So you definitely don't want to set yourself up for a case where you panic sell. Yeah, I, I disagree a little bit with that with the panic selling thing, because so if I think it's like common knowledge that everyone should have an emergency fund, right? But I don't think it needs to be like three to six months or what, whatever most people say. Like that's a lot. Um, I for some people it is, for others it's not. Yeah, but I think like panic selling, like why if you can now buy stocks, right? Say you buy like a hundred dollars a month of stocks or something like that, and then let's say you eventually need that money, you sell it, you pay for whatever you needed, and you're back to where you started. Like it doesn't hurt you anymore it benefits you more to be in the market for that time than to not be in it at all and just be holding cash and losing eight percent to inflation that's not a true situation yep. you you sorry tom you, you can go first i was so, gonna say no matter how unlikely it is it's possible the stock market could just collapse to zero and then and then what your savings goes to zero it's not a bad idea to have some in a bank so that's or, why i said a little bit just yeah i don't it think doesn't need three to be to six months though because well, I, I think, think that goes back to what situation you're in too you know like where you're at in your life how how expensive your house is how how many uh kids you have to pay to go to school things like that like everyone's different so everyone can kind of gauge their own based on that like how comfortable you are with certain things yeah that's true i guess being like a single person exactly. in my that's mid-20s awesome. gives me a lot more comfort obviously but i still like I don't know. The emergency fund thing for me, I'm just not a huge fan of it. Wait, wait, I, for for six months of it is yeah. a lot. I, I, I thought you were married to the no. money. To what? <laughs> to the money. <laughs> oh, married to the money. Uh, married okay. to the investing game. Yeah, there you go. Bad <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I do think if you're making 250000 you should be able to get out of that. Like 
nine right. times out of ten. Yeah, that's why they're gonna be a person making fifty thousand dollars a year that isn't living paycheck to paycheck because they're actually you know saving their money, they're tracking their spending, and then a person who's making two hundred fifty k isn't. Yeah. So just because the amount the amount of money you make doesn't necessarily you know determine how wealthy you can get because the person who's saving zero dollars making two hundred fifty thousand dollars their net worth is in theory increasing by nothing where the person's making 50k and saving a thousand dollars a year is increasing by a thousand dollars yeah it's not about how much you make it's about how much you save and it's about how much you don't spend (laughs) save and invest (laughs) yeah that's key so yeah i do think you should save but i also think you should invest at the same time like maybe invest while you're building up the emergency fund i just don't think i guess that's the point i was trying to make is you don't want to wait six months to invest because you're spending six months to build up an emergency fund. I think you should maybe fill both at the same time. Yeah, I, life can happen though. Yeah. What, what if you know you invest on the stock market and you, you know layoffs happen, stuff like that. And I, I get that you know even if the stocks stock market drops fifty percent, you still have that money as quote unquote emergency. It's just not worth as much. Yeah. So um, investing is always going to be risky though. And at some point, you gotta like find at least a balance of taking on a little risk. I think. Yeah, no, I, I I I agree with that. I mean, I'm generally a little more risk adverse, but you know, I I think people should just kind of have a plan and definitely, you know, pay off bad debt first um, and don't be too over leveraged. Yeah, I think that's good. And it, it's we're in kind of a tough time in the economy right now, where like a lot of people think we might be heading into a recession. So like, if you stay we could already date, be in a recession. Find, yeah. Yeah, we could because you don't know. Um, but I think like just keeping in mind like the times you're at in the cycle and stuff like that, that's why I think financial literacy is so important because that will definitely change. Like if you if we're just coming out of a recession and you have like a great job, like stable job, and you know it's really a lot less likely that a recession is going to happen in the next few years, then I personally don't think an emergency fund is nearly as necessary. Mm-hmm. But if you're like right now where we have like real estate at all time high prices, the potential for a recession, like still coming out of COVID, there's like a ton of turbulence. So now would be a time to maybe have that emergency fund built up a little bit more and pull back on investing. Yeah. And I'm trying to think from the big picture, like as a single man with no kids and no family, you don't got to worry about emergency fund as much as if you had, you know, three yeah. kids and a family you had to worry about. And you can't move back in with your parents and maybe you're, you're supporting your whole family. Yeah, you got to be a little more safe. Yeah. So that like comes back to like everyone should think about their own situation and have listen to like financial literacy things, read books, listen to podcasts, all that stuff, read news articles and just find out where you fit. And take none of this as financial advice. Yeah. (laughs) Put all your money into Luna (laughs) right now. Um so we, we actually haven't talked about like crypto and like the metaverse and stuff in a while, NFTs. So I think we should talk about that a little bit. Um, I The metaverse, like NFTs, all that stuff. Crypto has been down recently. NFTs have been down recently. I feel like I haven't heard nearly as much about the metaverse um, as I was hearing like six months to a year ago. Mm. So what do you guys think about the metaverse and like crypto and NFTs in general? Um, so Tom, you want to go first? One, here's an interesting thing to, to start off. I saw recently that, uh, what was it? Wells Fargo, some bank that offers like a 401k 
is considering adding Bitcoin to the 401k. So like it's crypto is becoming more popular, but it's trending down right now. And people mm-hmm. think we might have a crypto winter. There's like a ton to or, unpack. <laughs> uh, wait, so we're going to have a crypto winter in the summer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, crypto winter, not real winter. And it's also winter on like half of the globe. So yeah, it's uh, summer here. But <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have some listeners in other countries, so maybe it's winter for them. Although, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Southern hemisphere, right? would be yep. winter. Yeah. Yeah, could be. So I... I don't know. My, I guess I can start off if you guys don't really have anything to talk about with those. Um, I think that the metaverse like is not going to be what people intend or hope it's going to be. It's because gonna... <laughs> yeah. I'll elaborate. Keep, I'll, keep I, going. I, I, I have was like, is he going to keep going? Or? I'll, I'll elaborate because so I personally think it's going to be like a giant video game almost. That's exactly and, what I was going to say. Yeah, so everyone i feel like has these super high hopes for it like i someone on i forget what it was on that i saw it was buying like land in the metaverse for like digital real estate for like fifty thousand dollars or something right and i see that and i'm like and this person was like oh like i just bought this fifty thousand dollars it's gonna appreciate to like a hundred thousand dollars in like the next few months and i'm like you're telling people to put their money in probably one of the most risky things you could possibly buy right now with the, and it's all speculation that it's going to appreciate. Like there is no known like history data, nothing like that to support your claim that you're about to make whatever, $50,000 in the metaverse digital real estate. And like, for me, I don't really believe in like NFTs that much and the metaverse and digital real estate and all that stuff. Because I think you can be just as successful investing in things that have been around for a long time, like stocks or physical, like real real estate. So why would I like try to make $50,000 in metaverse digital real estate when I can try to make $50,000 on real real estate with significantly less risk? Right. Um, and like no one has proven that the metaverse is going to be like this big thing and there's like multiple different things you can buy digital real estate in like there's sandbox there's um i I don't even know the earth 2.0 earth 2.0 yeah there's like there's a bunch of different ones and like who's gonna who's to say that like that one digital world is going to be like the one that everyone participates in and it's also one thing i see is like everyone's like oh the metaverse like i can like go anywhere in the world i can travel it's like a second world but I don't want to live like that. <laughs> I don't want to live in a headset. Like, well, okay, you, you're you in the metaverse, right? Let's say, where do you want to travel? Pick somewhere in the world you want to travel. Me? Yeah, anyway. I'll just say Italy. Italy. I don't know. Just the first place came to my head. Okay, Italy. So you travel to Italy in the metaverse, right? Yeah. What's your experience going to be like? Uh, I'm going to be eating Lots pasta. pasta. You're going to be eating pasta? I'm actually not going to be eating it because so, I'll be in the metaverse. So listen, so there's my point. <laughs> so you're going to travel to Italy. You're going to get to see everything you want to see, right? But are you going to get to taste that pasta? Are you going to get to taste that nice wine? I'll be able to see it. Are you, are you going to be able to go to, what's the coast in Italy called? Amalfi Coast? I, Is that I, Italy? I yeah, I think so. You're, are you going to be able to put your feet in the ocean? No, you're not going to be able to feel the water on, on your feet. The wind in your hair. <laughs> yeah. All right. the, yeah, that's I, my that's my thing with the metaverse. Is it's like it's gonna just 
be a video game almost. And if not, everyone like buys into making it that world. Um, and I get that there's other applications. Like you can have like in-person meetings at work and like that type of it stuff is great. But I don't think like buying digital land, like buying a club or something in the metaverse, like buying a building that you can like sell tickets to in the metaverse is going to become like that big of a thing. Like right. I would rather go to an actual club. So I, I do yeah. want to push I back get on to that. taste the I, beer on my. Yeah. So I want to push back on that because okay, some people will never even experience going to another country just because it's it's very expensive or maybe they don't have um, access to that. Like Italy, for example, that would cost a lot of money to go right now. And what if someone really wants to go, like spend their dream, and they they can't go for whatever reason? Maybe they can't get on a plane for some medical condition. Yeah, and they can go in the metaverse and at least experience it from that level. So I think yeah, so that so, is, so that's true, and I I agree with that. Like, there's definitely going to be some positives for a lot of people. Like, yeah, it's great, you can go anywhere. Um, but from like a strictly financial perspective, the people that I guess that was kind of my point. Like, people spending fifty thousand dollars to buy a digital club hoping that it appreciates like this digital club on like an acre of metaverse land, which metaverse land could eventually be infinite when like a ton of these worlds are created. Seems like a super risky investment when you could take that $50,000, buy like a rental property, buy a bunch of stocks, buy even cryptocurrency. I would buy way before I bought, and I do own cryptocurrency, but I am in no position to buy digital land right now. Yeah. Why lose money in the metaverse? When you can lose money in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, Tom, Tom, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think, like Tyler said, like I do think it's kind of like a video game, basically. And people spend money on video games already. Like before the metaverse was a thing, you buy new like skins for your character or whatever. And I think people can do that. They can like, I don't know, do you have to spend money to travel to Italy in the metaverse? Either way, it wouldn't be as expensive, but you could still do it, you, and you can kind of experience it, but yeah, you don't get the full effect. It's like a video game. Like, I mean, it's not real life, but you can still, like, be immersed in the game, and, like, it can be fun. But with the real estate stuff, I totally agree with that, because, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but it's like, yeah, like, you talked about buying, like, a club or something like that. And I forget who the famous quote is. It's like, buy land or buy real estate. They're not making any more Mark of it. Mark Twain. That's, yeah, that's true on it. That, was it really Mark, it Mark Twain? Mark Twain. Wow. It's not who I expected. Really? <laughs> but, uh, they, yeah. but they uh, are not on earth. And that's why we have such high prices now is a lot of it comes back to supply and demand. You might never run out of supply in the metaverse because they can just keep making more metaverses, like more worlds. Like, yeah, it's it's virtual. It's like you can make as much of it as you want. So like, that would never like. I don't see how real estate would appreciate. Maybe maybe it's just me not understanding. Like, why would it appreciate if I can just build by writing more code? Like, I I don't even know how it works, but like. Why, why if why if someone has it's, this cool house on the ocean in the metaverse could i not like build another ocean and build another house all just yeah, from my computer so it's the same thing with nfts where they if they don't have utility or you don't get widespread adoption from them then yeah eventually i feel like they'll just become worthless yeah so i guess if the you could rent out the house or like yeah i don't know That's go how, to yeah. the italy so and buy you, virtual pasta if you like, own a house in the metaverse and say you own a house in the metaverse in italy and tyler's coming to stay at your metaverse airbnb in that house then you would you could make money from that 
<laughs> that's just absurd. Just, but it, oh that's like a thing know, people are doing. Like people are actually <laughs> in the metaverse, like opening up businesses. Oh my and like, it's, it's kind of a cool concept. Like I get it, but I don't like the fact that like Tom said, like it's infinitely scalable. Yeah. And like, what if your world doesn't catch on your property value could go to zero. I would be, I don't even know what could cause my property value to go to zero. Someone willing in, to not pay for it because something is only worth yeah, what someone's willing to pay for. It. Yeah. But I'm saying like in real life, the chances of that are really, 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 really slim in the well, metaverse. They're not that slim. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> They, even if they're like 1%, that's still significantly higher than it would be for like real life, real earth property going to zero. Real earth. Yeah. They should make one just called, yeah. there probably already is one called real earth. There's earth 2.0, which <laughs> that earth 2.0, for example, you can't infinitely scale that one, but someone but can you just can make, make earth 3.0. 3. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So people are going to start saying like, oh, I'm going to Italy. Are going to real Italy or metaverse Italy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, real Italy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So you'll be able to taste your food. <laughs> I. How well, much it, metaverse? So what if met, the, like pasta? Would you have to eat to be full in real life? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what if they get the technology to a point where you can somehow eat the well, pasta? Well, they don't. They have uh like the. I don't know, like the virtual reality, like they had sets, they come with like gloves and stuff. Oculus. And I think they've made versions where you can actually like feel pain. (laughs) Really? Like like if someone hits you, you're wearing something that like, okay, hits you. These things are going to get too real. I I could be (laughs) way off on that, but I I think there is like something, like maybe something vibrates. What if it like malfunctions? It's just like punching you. (laughs) It wouldn't be like punching you. It would be like you'd be wearing like a suit and it would like put pressure or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know why I feel like I saw something like that. Maybe I saw it in the virtual Italy over there. Yeah, (laughs) the virtual Italy. Um, All right, yeah, we can move on from the metaverse because it's not like traditional investing. It's kind of out there. Like, I do think at some point, crypto, NFTs, metaverse stuff, it's it's all going to become more and more widely adopted. But I don't think, like, I think, I believe in crypto and NFTs much more than I believe in metaverse. This episode of B is for Business is sponsored by Ty's Coffee. Are you looking for delicious tasting coffee to get you through the morning? Fresh from fair trade farms in South America, Ty's Coffee is 100% USDA certified organic and packaged in compostable and renewable bags with biostone labeling. Go to Ty'sCoffee.com to place an order of sustainable coffee today. That's Ty's Coffee, T-Y-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Ty's Coffee, great tasting and great for the environment. Fair enough. Do you guys agree? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. I feel like crypto has more utility, at least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm like all, all this metaverse real estate. I, I don't know much about it. Yeah, I don't either. It it's so not, it's I could be saying me, things honestly. that are like not wrong. Like they're they're all just my opinion. They're not wrong. They're so they could correct. be wrong, but they're just like what I believe. Yeah. But maybe I just don't have all the facts. <laughs> but then I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know. I think the metaverse is kind of a stretch. Yeah, no, we'll it's, see. it's interesting. I mean, obviously, these people are experts in the metaverse. Yeah. If there's any listeners who are and want to come on, yeah, discuss come the metaverse, on and prove me wrong. We would love to have you on. Yeah. Just we... uh, 
send us a message on Twitter or Instagram at bees for business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do, let's do one more topic um, before we wrap things up. All right. Um, let's do, do consumer credit card debt. Okay. More than doubled in March. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the numbers came out and it doubled to 52 billion, which was more than double the 25 billion the previous month. Er, so, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, I, I think I misspoke there. It more than doubled the expectations, which was still, I think, like 15 billion more than the previous month. Mm, so it was supposed yeah. to be 25 billion, ended up being 52 billion. Either way, it's a lot. Yeah. So are, are people just spending money that they don't have? Or are they spending because they have to because of inflation? Are they? Are, yeah. What are they buying? Are they buying cars? Are they buying food with it? Like, yeah. We so, don't really know that. Yeah. It, there's could be a widespread thing. And like obviously if they're buying food like and it's because of like inflation going up and stuff like that, that's obviously a real problem. Yeah. Um, I think that what happened is like the government obviously printed like a ton of money. And people got used to spending that money. Um, and they bought things with it. And like now that money is stopping. And their debt is a lot higher because they bought a car or they bought a house. And all those things add up to just a lot more debt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's consumer debt, right? Yeah, so I don't exactly know what falls in that category. Because like real estate, like a home does not fall into consumer debt category, right? Mm, I don't believe so. Because that would be way more than whatever billion. That's got to be in the I, I know it's, it's revolving and non-revolving debt. Yeah, so I think... I think a car would fall into that maybe, but a house would not. Um, uh, or credit cards definitely do. Credit cards. No, for yeah, sure. it's it's uh, when I think of that, I think of anything on credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, like that, that's a big deal because most of that has very high interest rates. Yeah, and I think a lot of people like got like the stimulus checks and all that stuff and like spent it on clothes, and then we have this. Now we're getting into this debt problem while we have super high inflation. I don't think it's a good good situation. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, and I saw something recently where like everyone who owns a home right now or bought a home before like two years ago has a lot of equity in there. And I heard someone say that Americans got so used to spending money during the pandemic because they could because they like were flush with cash from stocks going up, real estate going up. Everyone got uh like the stimulus checks and all that stuff so everyone just had a lot of money to spend and like that's part of the reason that property values did go up so high is that everyone had a lot of money and now everyone has all this equity and they're going to start refinancing their homes and pulling cash out to spend that money because they need to keep spending because they're on like that treadmill and they just need to keep buying things and i saw someone say that they thought that that was going to be the cause of the next recession I mean, it, do you guys think it, that could be possible? It could be possible. There's a ton of causes for recession. I mean, yeah, just inflation. The, yeah, the, like we the, could the Fed raising rates, the Fed running off their balance sheet. Like right now, June June first, tech, or technically it starts on mid June. They started uh, reducing their balance sheet, which is the opposite of money printing. It's it's money sucking. They're sucking up the money back from the economy, and that could. I mean, I, I believe they want to. It's several trillion dollars they want to run off in the next couple of years. Yeah. Which is a lot of money to take and, out of the economy. And I think they need to. I think, like, yeah. we've talked about it plenty of times on this, that they have put off a recession yeah. for so long. I personally think they waited too long. That it's, yeah, it's unhealthy yeah. for the economy. Yeah. If if you never have a recession, like, it's, prices are going to get out of control. Everything's going to keep going up. 
inflation is going to be super bad. So I feel like there's just actually a good amount of positives to a mild recession. So what you're saying is we need a recession. Uh, you, and that's, I don't know if it's necessary right now, but at some point it's definitely necessary. Yeah, I mean, in the past has been forced recessions just to tame inflation. Yeah, wasn't and there? That's what they're doing now. Good time though, where like the I think it was back in the 1920s where the economy was just doing fantastic, and there, <laughs> there were no issues with that, right? That the roaring twenties, the 20s, roaring twenties going on. There was nothing. Yeah, remind me what happened um, that decade after that in the thirties. I don't know. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I wasn't alive back. Oh, oh you were. Uh, <laughs> I just heard the twenties were great. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the early uh, the 2000s were also great. Great time. Yeah. Great time. Yeah, 2008. Great time to get in the market. Late yeah. 2000s, great time. Oh, yeah. to get bought, in the bought five houses in 2007. Oh, <laughs> sold them all in 2010 for 50% less than what they were worth. Yeah, and so like that was nah. obviously like a, a massive recession. Yeah. I don't think that that would be good right now no, that at would all. Be- but a mild recession, I like most recessions are not catastrophic like that was. Right. I mean, okay, well, let's let's back up because the recessions it doesn't are never necessarily good. It, mean. It, no, it doesn't necessarily mean you know people. Well, <laughs> a lot of the time, recessions either precede um, or follow. Or, yeah, people losing jobs. Yeah. So that that's a big thing with a recession, and when that happens, that's not good for anyone. So we no. we don't want that. No one wants that. Yeah, that's not good. But it doesn't have to. Right. It doesn't. Have if to. you just have like a few quarters of negative GDP growth, then you, I don't think you're gonna see like massive job loss because of how many job openings there are right now. Even if you saw a little bit of job loss, I think those people could get right back in. Right. Well, one thing that I'm curious to see, I know a lot of people these last couple of years were able to increase their salaries, not to the level inflation was, but pretty close. I'm curious to see if companies start decreasing salaries. I know that's happened in the past. We're like, Hey, you know, we're really struggling. We can either lay you off or decrease your salary. I know during COVID that happened. People. I, yeah. I didn't know. I've cuts. never actually thought of that. Like yeah. I just kind of figured that didn't really happen. I figured Ex- they just, I think that would absolutely you. just kill companies right now. Right. Because of how many companies are looking for people. I think people have like people that have jobs right now are in like one of the best times ever to be able to switch jobs, negotiate salaries, all that stuff. Not if they want to get into crypto or NFTs. (laughs) Nope. Or the metaverse. Nope. You can always. I think think you're right. Like the employees do have kind of a lot of power right now, almost, it seems like. And so if companies start to say, oh, we'll lower your salary, and they say, oh, well, okay, fine, I'll just go work somewhere else. It could really like hurt one company and raise up another and kind of just like shift and uh, I don't know, kind of create more like a divide between the, the companies that are doing really well and the companies that aren't doing so well. Yeah. And that's that's what, what like, happened to recessions do like yeah. recessions will weed out the bad companies right. and then you're left with new companies that emerge from it that are better than the ones before. Right. But so, there's good people working at these bad companies and you know they, they still got to go home, support their family. So that that that's the part that that's tough about that. Like yeah, yeah this company so, they're not doing good. Oh yeah, they leave everyone off and they dissolve. Yeah. But, you know. but a mild recession where th- even if there's a little bit of job loss because of how much free not I was just going to say free jobs. <laughs> that's not the right way. <laughs> how many open op- positions there are. Yeah. Um I, I don't think it would have a huge impact on the overall economy. 
How many open positions are there? I want a number. It's six. It's millions. <laughs> it's millions, right? Is it? Well, I, I, I forget what the last data is, but we are there are millions more than normal. Open so positions. is that Have number you seen a business without a four hire sign like recently? Um, <laughs> Ty's coffee. <laughs> Ty's We're coffee. not hiring. Hiring freeze. We're not hiring. That's why we don't have the sign up. <laughs> but but seriously, like no, almost yeah, everywhere I, I go has a for hire sign. Yeah, a, like my company is looking to hire people. Every company I know, everyone that I talk to, this company is looking to hire people. Yeah. So I that's why I think we're in kind of a good time to have that recession if we're going to. I think this is like a good time for it. And that might knock down real estate prices, which is good right now. Those are unhealthily high. Yeah. Stocks are already dead. <laughs> Crypto's already dead. Yeah. Those can get pushed down a little further too. Um, so I don't know. That's just kind of my take on the whole recession thing. I, I would be okay with a small one. Yeah, I, I think it's very, very, very likely we're going to see a recession. Yeah, I think we year. already it's, are pretty much yeah, in we're one. probably on right now. Yeah. And I think the if interest rates do continue to rise, like if we, um, I, I forget what number they're at now. They're at like 46 rate hikes for their say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, kidding. two rate hikes. I'm kidding. Three, but they just, eight, 20. They, they just keep adding to it. And like if they do increase, even if they increase it like, three more basis points that's a lot then Wait, three more basis points yeah three three you mean 300 300 <laughs> 300 more basis points yeah. sorry i'm tired this no, is late good. this is later than we yeah. usually record yeah, it's a late, um, late episode if they increase it 300 basis points then i think that would like shock a lot of stuff in the economy yeah it, I, it definitely would but can you imagine if they do like two more 50 basis point hikes and they're like you know what we're done and then just stop the market would rally so hard it would but i there's no way i can see them stopping until inflation's under control so if that if two basis points controls inflation if inflation comes back down then i don't see why they wouldn't stop what if i think they would stop immediately i think that's inflation is the only reason i think that they're raising rates well what if a recession happens first and then a recession wipes out inflation before they're done hiking. Then they'll stop prematurely. And maybe they'll even start tapering. Because usually in recessions, they taper. They lower rates to stimulate the economy to yeah. you know, boost credit so people have more money to spend. Because Yeah, they don't want to get into a stagflation situation though either. Right? Yeah, Which is true. possible if they do that. I Yeah, I mean, I have we been on... No, we haven't had stagflation in... Yeah, any of our last times, right? No, no, no. Yeah, it's been a long time. No, yeah. So I don't know. There, there's like just so much that goes into it. No one can predict it, but I do think we're gonna probably get a recession. Yeah. Um. Safe bet. Yeah. So all right, let's move on to the uh, the last segment we're gonna do, end of the show, and we're just doing one today. We're just doing guess the asset price, and we're gonna be doing a house. All right, because I didn't come up with enough enough other stuff today, so we're just doing one. It's gonna be guess the asset price, and we are going to beautiful sunny Malibu, California, um, and we are looking at a sixteen. This is just an absurd house. Sixteen bed, twenty two bath, twenty five thousand and twenty five square foot house on the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu, California, 
right on the water. Hmm. So it's on the water side of PCH? Yes. It's it's on the beach. I feel like you have an unfair advantage just because you said that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, it means like the, the, the Pacific highway Coast goes along highway. the ocean. Just goes oh, along the ocean. So sorry. That the house could be on the other that side That acronym. Of the road. I, I'm, not, I'm not hip. It's got a killer uh, movie theater. I'm looking at the pics right now. Yeah. Um, but that, that actually... I think I'll go first because Tyler probably won last time. That's how things usually go with this yeah, game. I was winning. So, uh... Six dollars. A little <laughs> higher. Um, $27 million. <laughs> Yeah, so that's way over. I'm going to go $6 million because I feel like Joe got that. Six? Wait, wait, are you guys both serious? Six twenty-seven. What are you talking about? What? This is 16 beds, 22 baths, 25,000 square right, feet. So I think I'm going to be much in closer. one of the best locations go in over. the country. Yeah, I just want I know Tyler's is a mile you guys are, too low, but uh, yours mine, is too. I mean, okay, I didn't okay. think it was going to be over Tom's 100 is, million. All right, let me let me okay. One of the nicest places in the country. All right, fine. I guess I'll go oh, 199 million, 199 million. Better. Oh, that's better. <laughs> better. I like that. That's better. The fact that I mean, you overreact. Is a second guess? I feel like he's I'm giving you both a second guess. Million. You're both getting oh. a second guess because... Well, okay. We'll give Tom the win. Right. He was closer. But you're I both. was going to guess 100 now. Yeah, you're way up. $225 million. Oh, wow. That what? was actually pretty close. <laughs> Your second this is one of... This is probably... This right. was the best house that I could find searching zillow okay like literally the best one in the country I'm sorry i'm find. out of touch with what it's like to live with 22 <laughs> bathrooms yeah I, I seriously no reference point i've never that. lived in a well, house with more yeah, than i figured two you guys like have heard of homes selling for 150 Dude, I, okay. 200 million dollars before said, and this was the best one i could find you said 220 million dollars with 22 bathrooms yeah so it's it's 10 million dollars per bathroom pretty much <laughs> uh yeah, it's a little over ten million dollars oh, per bathroom because it's two twenty five and yeah. there's twenty two bathrooms, so that's, it's it's a lot more than absurd. that per bedroom, sixteen bedrooms. So yeah, I don't know. Do the math on that. It's actually pretty close to ten thousand dollars a square foot. Nice. I think if I'm doing What's that, the math average right home price or the average home square foot like one um, fifty maybe per square foot. Around here, around like, our yeah, area, something like that. Yeah. I think it's a little higher than that around here. It's like two hundred. Yeah, I would kill um, to be able to sell this house for ten thousand dollars square foot. Right now. <laughs> yeah, it's gone up a lot in the past couple of years. It probably was very similar to one hundred and fifty like two years ago, and now it's like two hundred. Wait, I think Tom said one fifty, or whoever said one fifty. Sorry. Yeah, the I, listeners I, can't see I who thought, I'm I thought at. it was Tyler. Who <laughs> no, said that. I, I said one ninety nine. You said 100, right? No, 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 not for the guests. We're talking about the square footage price on an average house. Right? Oh, I thought we were back to the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's Good. wrap this up. I do want to say a quick uh, big birthday week for the B is for Business podcast. That's Joe true. and I just hit the big 2-7. <laughs> Tyler, on Monday, when this episode comes out, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to guess your age. 85 looking at you? Yeah. Real, 86 Real, real funny. 12. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's I am 12. Uh, he's got his birthday on Monday. So if you listen on Monday, wish Tyler a happy birthday. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Time. Yeah. Send him a message on our Instagram at B is for business or on our Twitter at B is for business. Make sure to like, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review if you like what you heard and have a good week investing. <laughs>